What's poppin' y'all? It's your man James Say What Sales Buckley, and you're about to join us for another episode of Make It Happen Mondays with your host, John Barrows. Big shout out to our partners, Salesloft, Gong, Vidyard, Proposify, ZoomInfo, and Rise. Thank you so much for your continued support. Today, John's going to speak with the electric Larry Long Jr., Director of Collegiate Sales at Teamworks. Larry is a big ball of energy and just can't be stopped. His attitude and mannerisms are magnetic and you can't miss that smile. He speaks to John today about beefing up his LinkedIn presence, the difference between leadership and management, finding a rep's motivation, and much, much more. Strap in, y'all, because Larry is on fire. Remember to follow JB Sales on Instagram by searching JB Sales Training, all one word. We're putting consistent content there for front lines and leaders that aim to grow. You can also visit ondemand.jbarrows.com to subscribe to all our training courses and additional content like podcast episodes, webinars, and live events that were recorded and are now available for your replay. Subscribe today at ondemand.jbarrows.com. Let's make it happen with John and Larry in the studio. It's all yours, John. Good afternoon, everybody. This is John Barrows. Make it happen Monday. Hopefully you had a fantastic weekend and January is treating you right and you're getting off to a strong start. I am super excited to have this guest on with us. First of all, he's just full with energy. Second of all, he's a fellow Terrapin and went to school at around the same time I did. So we hit all the same spots. Larry Long Jr., what's going on, my friend? How you doing? What's going on, John Barrows? It's an absolute honor and a privilege to be here. Uh, I'm blushing, man. I know you, I know you ain't trying to make a brother blush, but I'm blushing. <laughs> nah, man, the pleasure's all mine. I've been following your shit for a while. Like, I love the voice you put out there, especially on LinkedIn, the stuff that you were doing. You really ramped up your LinkedIn uh, presence this year, didn't you, as far as putting those videos out and everything? Yeah, I mean, it really comes down to MJI, Morgan J. Ingram. He, yep. he threw out the challenge. He said, Larry, you're doing the short form content. You got to get on video. I said, Morgan, I got the face for radio, dog. He said, Larry, don't be scared. And uh, he threw out that challenge. He said, hey, my mentor told me if I don't do it, I'm being selfish. I said, oh, shucks. Ain't no one going to call me selfish and walk away. Yeah. So that next Wednesday, I went out in my backyard, put the selfie selfie video on, uh, unironed shirt. I was wrinkled as can be. Yeah. My wife said, you need some light. I said, I'm incognito. You can't see me even <laughs> in the light. But uh, that was my first midweek, midday motivational minute. And I think I'm on episode number 38. I'm trying to keep up with you, dog. That's bananas, man. Yeah, it's, it starts to snowball, right? I had the same thing with my podcast and those type of things. I was like, ah, oh, damn. All right, fuck it. I, it was, I remember on like Snapchat, I remember when Snapchat first hit and Gary Vee was talking about Snapchat and whatever. I was like, Snapchat for business? What? And so, but then I read into it. I was like, all right, I kind of understand this. But I lit up Snapchat and I was like, look, I'm starting Snapchatting. I don't even know really what this is or what it's all about. So uh, this is going to be ghetto as hell, but follow along, see what happens. And every time, all of a sudden people started following. So it just blew up, but I love it. Well, look, give, pe give people some context here. Give us your little background outside of, after going after University of Maryland. Uh, yeah, Where did you man. come to after that? It, it, it's, it's crazy. I've been so blessed and fortunate. I'm the director of collegiate sales at Teamworks. We sell software to elite athletic teams, love it. But I'm also the brand ambassador at RepView, which is pretty much a data-driven uh, ratings for sales professionals to get insight into sales orgs, which love is that. so important because I'm sure you see it, so many times there's just a mismatch between sales professionals and the sales orgs that they join. And that's why we see all of these uh, free agents and all these trades and all mm -hmm. the attrition and uh, there's no need for it. 
it's like, hey, let's put everything out there up front so that we can make better decisions. So, I mean, I'm doing a lot of different things. I'm building my own motivation, inspiration, sales keynote speaking and training business. I've got a little online on-demand sales training class coming out. Uh, Hopefully you'll list me on your Netflix for sales. I'm working on it. Yep. <laughs> Bring it in, man. We need more content like this. So I think you're the perfect person to have this conversation with. And because it's actually actually something I've been struggling with a little bit myself. Um, the difference between leadership and management. Right. And, and, and let's start with that, because I want to see because I think it, it's going to bleed into motivation and where we need to be this year, both from a leadership standpoint and a rep standpoint. Um, and I've always, I came to the conclusion this year that I'm a pretty good leader, but I'm not a very good manager. Right. And the, and the reason is, is because I like telling people, like, I don't like telling people what to do, but I kind of give the structure and say, okay, here's my expectations of what you should do. Okay. But then I just expect you do it. Right. So I'm not holding you accountable every week. I'm not looking at your numbers. The problem with that though, is that I wake up a, a month later and I remember, Hey, remember I, I told Larry to do something, but let me go check. And, and if it's not there, if that activity's not in Salesforce, if that thing hasn't done, then all of a sudden I start going down the rabbit hole and being like, dude, what the fuck? Like, why aren't you doing all this stuff? So I've actually realized that I'm good, but I need people to help manage and hold the details. So what is your, what is, what's the difference between leadership and management from your standpoint? Yeah, you're spot on. So when I think about leadership, it's really providing that framework, like you said, it's being mm-hmm. that guide, it's being that, that coach uh, to help uh, guide folks, serve as that Sherpa to guide folks to success. Mm-hmm. Uh, the manager is the one who's uh, kind of like that trainer, that personal trainer that's giving you step by step. And for me, I, I liken it. My son is 11. If I tell him to make me a sandwich, I don't want to have to tell him step one, go to the cupboard, step right. two, go. No, make me a sandwich and you better think it through because you know I like Doritos Cool Ranch. Get that. You better yep. get my Snapple. It better be my favorite flavor is red. Yep. Uh, that's what I consider leadership. And so many people have a, a, a title. A title isn't a leader. Just because you have the title doesn't mean that you're leading anything. It's really having that influence and having that impact where people actually want to take ownership and do it. A manager is pretty much do this. 150 call. I'll never forget one of my first sales jobs outside of Lawns by Larry when I was younger. It was making $150 to CPAs and accountants. And, And essentially, I had North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, just bombing the rubble. Week two, I made 148 calls. And my manager, I'm not going to shout his name out, but I'll never forget him. He called me in the office. I said, oh, shucks, I'm getting a raise. Uh-uh, I'm getting a promotion. He said, uh-uh, Larry, you made 148 calls yesterday. If you do that again, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord splits you. You can just get it moving. I said, uh-oh, he ain't playing around. And it wasn't just what he said, but it was how he said it. I essentially had a strong dislike. I don't hate anybody, but mm. I tell you, if I had my, my pink bat in my hand, it would have gone down. <laughs> uh, I, it, it's funny. It's funny you say that, you know, I used to have a boss that, and this goes to lead by example and, and some other things that we'll get into, but I used to have a boss uh, when I started a basho, I won't call him out either, but um, uh, he's the one, he, he's the one I don't, I don't hate on anybody or he's the one that if I saw him in the streets, I'd probably have to say something to him again. But I remember one day we had a call blitz and, you know, and I had just sold my company to Staples. So big man on campus, look at me. Right. But now I'm just a trainer. 
And I had to do what all the other reps and trainers were doing, right? So call blitz day Fridays from three to five o'clock. That's what our call blitz was because they believed that Friday afternoons, executives are in a better state of mind and all that. Else. I'm like, dude, I would rather be outside playing golf right now than doing this shit, but whatever. And I, you know, at the time I'm a 30, 35 year old man, you know what I mean? I'm sitting there like, all right, I don't want to make these stupid cold calls. And he comes in. So I'm kind of in my cube and I'm chatting with the dude next to me, you know, one of the other reps. And he rolls in and he goes, hey, uh, John, he goes, hey, Barrows, how many? So he calls me out in front of everybody. He's like, hey, Barrows, how many cold calls you make today? And now me being me, being the jackass that I am, um, I flipped it right back on him. I was like, I don't know. How many cold calls have you made today? And now he was chicken shit. He like went back into his office and kind of curled up and was like, er, and then internalized and got really mad at me. Now that was a fireable offense. Like he should have called me out in front of everybody and be like, yo, stand up right here and apologize to me in front of everybody else before you walk out the fucking door, right? He should have said that. But my point to him was I had never seen him make a cold call. I had never seen him. He was leading behind the desk and, and his answer was, well, I made a million dollars in revenue. I brought in a million dollars of revenue last year. I go, that wasn't my question. My question was, when was the last time you made a phone call? All right now, I will tell you, leadership management. The next week, that next call blitz, he I had my cubicle here. His office was right there. His door was open. His headset was on, and he was making calls. And when I tell you, he was one of the best cold callers I'd ever heard in my life. And it and immediately made me be like, oh shit, okay. Now I'm getting on the phone here. Now I'm now I'm doing it. So. The management, I mean, we kind of paint management as in a negative light in a lot of ways because it's like you got to do this. But how do you balance that with the empathy, with the with the leadership components to it? Because like you said, leadership isn't C-level title. Leader, You can be a rep and be a leader. So uh, let's talk about that frontline manager, though, because I think that's one of the hardest jobs in sales is to lead to get people to follow you, but also keep them accountable for what they're doing. How do you balance that? Yeah, and you said it, it's a balance. And I don't know the magic 50, 50, uh, 75, 25. I'm not a math major, right. but I, I'll, I'll just share with you my three goals. Yep. My number one goal is hit numbers. That, that's that's why we're in sales. We keep score for a reason and mm -hmm. you either win, two thumbs up, or you lose. I mean, it's it's there are losers. I hate to say yep. it, but it is what it is. Number two is to develop reps. Now, what does that mean? It means develop reps professionally, but also personally. And that comes into the care. Do you actually care about your people? No one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. That's a quote. I'm not sure by who, but it's so true. And then number three is have fun. And I always tell my reps, if we're doing number one and number two, we're going to have a lot of damn fun. Yeah. So, I mean, it is a balance. You, you've got to hit numbers, number one, or else we're not going to be around for number two or number mm -hmm. three. Uh, but it's so important to lead by example. Uh, you don't have to do exactly what your reps are doing, but you got to show them that you're willing to roll up your sleeves, get in the trenches with them and, and show and prove that you can do it. But you can also help them to do it at the highest level. And hopefully you have reps. I try to surround myself with reps that are better than me. I, I want to learn. I want to learn from my reps, just like they learn from me. It's a two way street. If I if I come in and I think that I'm I'm almighty and I know it all. I, I've already I've already lost. It's you like, hey. Lost. I have some stuff that can help you, but you have stuff that can help me. Let's work together and let's get it. Yeah, and I think that that showing and also showing your vulnerability as a leader too, right? I mean, look, I haven't made a cold call. You know, I make calls, but I haven't made like a, a call blitz. I haven't done a 50 dial call blitz in a while, but I'll get on the phone with anybody, even in class, like when we were doing face to face, I'll get on the calls just to let them know, look, I, like I ain't perfect at this shit. Watch, I'm gonna get my teeth kicked in just like you're going to get yours kicked. It's okay. 
And I think showing that vulnerability and that humility, if you will, it goes a long way with reps as opposed to just telling them what to do. Right? It's, it's the human element, John. And we're, yeah. we're in the human business. We're in the people business. I mean, yeah. it's, it, 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 it ain't a game, but it is a game. I mean, when you're dealing with people, you've got different emotions. And uh, for me, during the pandemic, it really taught me that I already, I already knew that they were individuals, but they have individual needs. I have a rep that I was just on with earlier today. He's got a newborn at home. He's living with his in-laws. He's working remote. He's got some different challenges than another rep I have who lives in a small apartment, yeah. feels the walls closing in, and yeah. essentially he bought a dog. He worked out a plan where he goes hiking with his sister every weekend just right. to manage through me. I got two, I got two kids out there yeah, yeah. in the long academy, and I got fired as the uh, principal. My wife said, oh, no, 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 you are not good because my first grader, when she's in class, we got to be in class. And I can tell you, I uh, I don't do well with tears. I said, there's no tears in first grade trying right. to figure out how to unmute. I said, come on, baby girl, you got to be tough. Yep. Yeah, it's a challenge, right? And I think that that critical part of that that individual coach, there's a standard that you got to set across the board, right? Where expectations, this is what the base job looks like. But then each one of you, I think where a lot of managers fail is they put blanket uh, reward systems, bonus structures, whatever it is. And a lot of people aren't motivated by that same thing. Like I'm actually sitting here going down with Morgan. We're going to have this conversation with him. You know, he's got a big number in front of him this year, right? And And he'll make all the commissions associated with it if he hits it. But he's got bigger plans. You know what I mean? Like he wants to go do other things eventually. And so I'm going to be sitting down with him and saying, all right, say the end of the year hits and we do hit those numbers, like you said, number one, and, and, and you are developed. What, what is going to motivate you beyond those things to drive for something different? What is that? And he's got this girl that he's with and he's real serious. He's just coming back from Toronto last night, or sorry, uh, Vancouver, Vancouver last night, right? <laughs> And so is it a trip that they want to go on? Because I'm like, look, I'm going to ball it out for you here. If you hit those numbers, then I want you to go on whatever that trip is, buy whatever that car is. But I want you to tell me what that is, not me telling you what that is. Because the extra money on top of it, ain't, you know, it's not going to motivate him that much more. But if I tell him he gets to, you know, rent a Bugatti for the of the month or something like that. That you know that that or he says I want to rent a Bugatti for the month, and now he's got that picture on his screen. He's going for it, and it's a driver for him. So, how do you get to that individual motivation component to it of e of each individual rep on the team? Yeah. So, John, <clears throat> when, when I when I think about sales, I think we're playing matchmaker. We're yeah. we're matching our product, our service, our thoughts, our ideas with yep. someone else's needs, wants, desires, challenges hopes, dreams, aspirations. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. I'm selling with each and every one of my reps. I've got to ask the question right, <laughs> in yeah. order to understand. I can assume and say, oh, money drives everybody. No, it might Not be that diapers. Guy who just had that kid. Yep. Yeah, for my boy Special K, it might be diapers. And mm -hmm. I will never know that if I don't ask the question and I don't shut the heck up and listen. And that's right. the problem is so many times we, we might ask the question, but we're asking the question so that we can respond, so that we can verify what we already think we know. No, when you shut up and you listen and you start taking notes, I mean, I don't go anywhere without my notepad. You start taking notes. Mm -hmm. it, it just, it's wonderful. And like you said, when, not if, when Morgan hits it, you're going you're gonna to yep. ball him out with something that's important to him. So many times we don't even know. I mean, I look back at Maryland, my baseball coach, he was a heck of a pitcher. He right. was the opening day starter for the Giants, yet our pitching staff was the worst in the ACC every single year. He couldn't, he probably couldn't tell you where my hometown was. 
He probably mm. couldn't tell you my parents' names. And that's a tough leader, quote unquote, yeah. to follow. He's not a leader. It's no, I'm no. not going to run through a brick wall for you. I really <laughs> don't care about you. I'm doing it for me, which yeah. I've got to do it for me. But it's always great when you have someone who cares about you and they show you that they care. They don't lip service. Talk is cheap. Yeah, it is, especially in today's world, man. You could you can make all the promises in the world if you don't got action behind it. Then I don't, I can't listen to you. And I'll give you a couple of chances. I'll give you. I'm I'm typically a student. Let's go back to the baseball. And I'm a three strikes and you're out guy, right? You screw up once, whatever. Everybody screws up once. You screw up twice, you're on notice. You screw up three times, man. We're we're gonna have to change the scenario here, right? <clears throat> so. What are some resources? Because I think the most, one of the, you said, uh, you know, when we were jumping on, I got Leslie coming on board. One of the things I'm excited about her coming on board is, is that she's got a really, really strong management background. And she's actually got content around being a frontline managers, which I think is actually one of the harder jobs in sales because it's one of the least trained um, parts of the process, right? Usually it's the best rep gets promoted to be the manager and then that man, then they have to show everybody else how to do what they did. But a lot of times that best rep is unconsciously competent. They just know how to do what they do because they're that good and it's really hard to translate that. So what are some resources if you're, first of all, let's talk, let's take a step back. If you're a rep going through the motions of SDR, BDR, AE, whatever it is, and you think you want management, how do you know that you're cut out for management? Uh, and then B, what are some resources that you can share with us of, of how to learn how to be a manager? And then we'll talk about leadership after that, because then I think that's the next level from there. So talk to me about that, because I, I, I don't want reps to <clears throat> assume that management is what they should be going for, right? How do you know you're cut out to be a manager as an individual from your growth? It's, path it's not for everybody. And, and sometimes, like you said, the best performers are not the best managers. Usually they're the worst. We see, we see it in sports. Michael Jordan, best mm -hmm. player, the greatest of all time in my books, but one of the yeah. worst coaches, general managers. And that's okay. You look at Phil Jackson. He was an average player and right. turned out to be one of the best coaches because mm -hmm. he cares about his people. Because he enjoys and is passionate about serving others in that capacity. And it takes a special person. It, it takes a, a person who's selfless, who, mm -hmm. who puts others first. And uh, a lot of times, some of the top sales professionals are me monsters. And that's okay, yeah. but yep. a me monster is not going to be a good leader. It just doesn't, it doesn't equate that way. So I ask you to ask yourself, look in the mirror and say, self, do I really care about other people? Have I been able to impact other people in my role? I don't I don't need to have the title SDR manager, director, VP in order to be a leader. Are people naturally when they come on board, are they looking at you and asking you, are you sharing insights? Hey, you zigged there. You should have zagged. If that's the case, then you're on that path and have the opportunity to be an excellent manager from my perspective. Do you want it? Do you have the skills behind it? Then make it happen. But it's not for everybody. Um, <laughs> the best traits that I've seen for leaders is really, it, it's it's that empathy, it's that caring, it's that selflessness. It's all these buzzwords, but it's just really that it factor of, hey, I can inspire, I can motivate, I care about people and I show it and uh, I can rally the troops to number one, hit goals, number two, step up our knowledge game, and number three, you gotta have fun. If you're not having fun, life is too short. What's the point, man? And I think that's the the grind about sales, right? Is it's such a grind. 
if you don't love what you're doing or who you're with or the company that you just go, go, go away, go get a nine to five job and check out after five and go be with your family. Cause the happiness is different for everybody. Right. Yep. I mean, again, I, I follow a lot of the Gary Vee stuff where look, you could be making 40 G's a year. If you, if you're making 40 G's a year, you have a house and you have a couple of kids and you go home every day and you put your kids to bed and that's happiness to you, then you are more successful than the multi-billionaire out there. Who's a miserable prick and can't have a conversation with anybody all all day long. So true. We had this conversation on Clubhouse. I know Clubhouse mm-hmm. is a big buzz right now. Yeah, yeah. But uh, someone was talking about some of the celebrities and the celebrities are getting bored because they're not out there doing what celebrities normally do. They're yeah. looking for that connection. And it really it comes down to relationships, John. I had a sales coach, Steve Noodleberg, down in Florida. He told me, hey, Larry, my 30 years of selling, what I learned is the difference between contacts, people you know, and contracts people you do any kind of business with Mm -hmm. is the letter R. And that letter R is relationships, true, genuine relationships built on trust. And he said, hey, it's not what you know, and it's not even who you know. It's who knows you and who trusts you and who believes in you that really makes shit happen. Pardon, pardon my French, parlez-vous français. No, hey, man, this is the podcast to do it. So, I love it. Yeah, the the empathy factor, I think, is a critical key there of that management say you have that now though and and you've determined you know what i want to give this a shot what are resources that you would point to for me to go learn are there books are there places uh is it just experience is it internal to your organization talk to me a little bit about that it's it's all the above a lot of organizations don't support they don't provide training for managers no they don't as a manager and really even as an individual individual contributor it's your responsibility to go out, be proactive, and seek those resources. Mm -hmm. For me, I'm a big believer of mentors and mini mentors. Morgan, I don't know if he knows it, he's a mini mentor of mine. You, I don't know if you know it, I follow your stuff and I'm learning and I'm taking notes. I mean, I've got different books, I got different notebooks for different things and I'm always learning. If you're not learning the game, because the game changes, but you can learn from the past. That's normally uh, just one of the most richest sources is to learn from people who've done it before and Mm -hmm. have done it in different industries and done it different ways. And then you can kind of figure out what's going to work for you. It's kind of like baseball. Essentially, I can watch uh, Albert Pujols all day long, but I'm Mm -hmm. not Albert Pujols. I'm not Cal Ripken. I'm Larry Long Jr. I got to figure out my style, but I can watch and see what are the core fundamentals that all the greats do. They all have good balance. They all have good hand-eye coordination. As far as managers, they all care about their people and they show they care by doing these things. Oh, wow, I didn't even think about the hashtag three-minute challenge to surprise and delight my reps. Take three minutes, find out that, hey, they want a Bugatti, Maybe I go out and buy a, a, a little miniature Bugatti yeah. and have it shipped to him with a little note that says, hey, I'm thinking about you, 2021, vroom, vroom. I mean, yeah. it's the yeah. little yeah. things yeah. that make people feel that you care about them. That's what true leadership is from my perspective. But you asked about resources, yeah. Google, <laughs> YouTube, yeah. Yeah. LinkedIn. I mean, the echo chamber of LinkedIn is it's 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 loud. Books. Uh, imagine that an actual physical book. Holy I shit. mean, yeah. there there's so much that's out there. There's no excuse in terms of oh, I don't have any resources. There's there's too many resources. You really got to filter in what's mm-hmm. gonna work for me and what's that stuff that might might have worked for someone else. It's not gonna work for me. All right, everybody, are you already addicted to Larry's passion for impacting others? I certainly have been for a while now, 
Larry's got some great insights and there's so much more to come from him this year. I can't wait to see where it all goes. Don't neglect to send me your sales wins at james at jbarrows.com to be highlighted on an episode of Make It Happen Mondays. Today, we're shouting out Jim Tillinghast and the team at CMIT. They've been leveraging JB Sales On Demand and have already started to see great success with unique and different techniques gained from JB Sales On Demand subscriptions. Most recently, one of their sales reps sourced and closed a six-figure opportunity by leveraging video throughout the sales process. Way to go, CMIT crew. Keep up the good work. Subscribe today at ondemand.jbarrows.com and stop throwing darts in the dark. Devise a plan, a routine, a process, a structure for your sales cycle. Top performers invest in themselves. They don't wait for someone else to do it for them. You are in control of your own success. Find your true potential with us. Sign up today at ondemand.jbarrows.com. Yeah, and I think that's like, for instance, I'm not a big reader, but I, I remember when I was getting into management, you know, I read that um, first, break all the, first Break All the Rules, and it was, it was kind of that one that got me to say, okay, you know, there's a model that managers follow that kind of go through the motions, if you will, and then there's a way to look at it my way, which is, I don't like that, you know what I mean? Because I, I was stuck in that, that structure in the corporate world for a while, and I just... I never liked it. There was, and I've never, there's only one manager I've ever had, one boss I've ever had that I've actually respected. And it was because he gave a shit. It was because he took me aside because, you know, I'm kind of like you, I'm in your face. I'm pretty passionate. I get real, like, you know, whether it's an argument or whatever, skillful discussion, but that's how I, that's how I develop relationships. That's how I learn. And he actually pulled me aside and said, John, look, man, I've been following you for a while here. Like it was a new manager in, in, in the company I was at at Basho. And he was just like, I fucking love everything about your drive, your passion, everything else. Let me show you, though, how sometimes that comes across. And I, I don't want you to understand this from your perspective. And he, and he actually was the first one that took, like, helped me understand me a little bit more about how I was being perceived when I did some things. And he's like, look, what are you trying to accomplish here? And try to talk to me about my personal and professional goals. He's like, what you're doing right now is going to get in the way of those. So let's work on that. And he was the first one that I was like, I wasn't at odds with the entire time because he sat down and gave a shit. Right? That's right. You got you to gotta love it. And you'll, <clears throat> excuse me, you'll never forget that experience nope. because he actually cared. The, right. the give a damn factor. And, and that's factor, really yeah. what it comes down to, to be a good leader. Do you actually give a damn? I agree, and 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 I think it that that leads to that motivation for the team to do something better. And and but how do you keep them motivated right now? Because it is a look. It's going to get worse before it gets better here, right? We all know that. Um, Q one of of 2021 is going to be worse in a lot of ways than all of 2020 was because of what's happening out there. So it's easy these days to fall into this negative mindset, this oh this excuse mindset in a lot of ways, but. You know, a lot of people had great years last year, despite all that shit. So from a management standpoint, how do you keep your team and then individuals motivated through this mess? It starts with hiring. Are you hiring the right people? Mm. And you talked about there, there, there's two bucks. I learned this from Bill Bench, chief revenue officer at Pendel. He he said, Hey, there's, there's two, uh, there's two buckets. There's the people that uh, will always find an excuse. I didn't, I didn't accomplish because of. He said, you can't be on my team. We can grab a drink, but you can't be on my team. 
I want people that are going to find success in spite of. I don't mm -hmm. care that we went through a pandemic. I don't care about all the protests. I don't care about all the political stuff. I'm going to find a way. And for me, when I hire, I look for people, I call it epic, entrepreneurial spirit, preparation and planning, internal drive and desire and communication. Internal drive and desire is we're all going to get hit with obstacles. Yep. I want someone who's going to find a way over, around, under, and if you have to write through, that's hiring. Now, once you have a man, now it's up to you to nurture and provide a supportive environment. And right now you're right. We're going through a, a challenging time. Mm -hmm. How can you flex your muscle to really adapt, to pivot and create that environment where everyone is, is, is at their best? Everyone is feeling inspired that, hey, we're all rolling. We're all rowing in the same direction for that goal. And how does that align with their initiative? So I have all my reps put together a personal business plan. Hey, Larry, what should that look like? I don't know. It's your business. Damn, Gina, you figure out your personal business plan. I'll just provide you Monday morning quarterback. I'll give you some thoughts, some feedback, some areas of opportunity to improve. Mm -hmm. But you put it together. Where do you want to go professionally this year, in two years, in three years? Where do you want to go personally? What's your why? When you wake up in the morning, why do you come to work at Teamworks? Are you inspired about empowering and engaging elite athletes? If not, let's let's figure out where we can get you somewhere else that's going to align with what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, it's so important, right? Those alignment of values, right? Really tapping into those. Um, do you go through a value exercise with your team? Like as far as you, what your values are and then, you know, how to align and those type of things? We, we do it during initial onboarding. It's not yep. something that we do every year. Yep. Uh, for, for, for me and my team, as yep. a company, we do OKRs. And we okay. realized that there was a huge area of opportunity. We kind of lost our way uh, around the March, in the March, April, just kind of, uh, I guess you would say, just trying to figure out how do we not drown? Mm -hmm. So we got away. But one of our initiatives this year is to make sure that, hey, crystal clear from the very top organization, here go our goals. And here goes how that water falls down to everybody. So me, if I'm on the front line as a rep, I know exactly why I'm doing exactly what I'm doing yep. and how that aligns to the greater goal of where the company is going and where the company is growing. And when you're growing, I mean, you say it, a big fat pipe solves every problem. Mm -hmm. When you're growing as a company, it certainly makes, uh, it makes the food taste a lot better. Hell of a lot better. And I love that you said that because it's, I always say you can't get, you can't get anybody to do more than their job unless they believe in a vision. Right. right. If you if they believe in a vision and they understand from the top how their piece fits into that puzzle, then they will go above and beyond for you. But if you just bark orders down to them and they don't understand that and that's not being articulated on a regular basis and lived by leadership. And I think that's go back to leadership and management. I think that's leadership is painting that vision and showing us how we're going to get there. And then managers are going to dissect the the details and the. And, and the execution part of that. But the leader, if you're not paying that vision right now, if if there's a leader out there listening to this and you haven't gone through that new vision exercise, because shit, if, if, if you're thinking that, you know, things aren't haven't changed, you know, shit, all your reps know shit's changing. There, there might've been a different track you're gonna take as a business. Get that out there and help them understand that or else they ain't gonna die for you. And, and you made a great point. Every company has core values. Mm -hmm. uh, very few companies actually live by their core values. I mean, it's yeah. great to have it on the wall, have it on the steps, but yeah. essentially your actions speak so loud 
I can't hear what you're saying. So mm -hmm. people are watching. I think Mark Cuban said it at the beginning of the pandemic, keep your eyes open because individuals and organizations are going to show their true colors. And oh, I can sorry. tell you, it's uh, when, when things do get better, we're going to see a lot of free agents because there's mm -hmm. a lot of organizations that unfortunately they're fumbling and dropping the ball. They're not really showing their people what the real deal is, or they are showing their people what the real deal is and it ain't looking good. Right. Yeah. And, and, and it's better to be upfront with that than not. Right. Cause right now there's, there is going to be options. I, and again, people are going to remember in downtimes, people remember how you treat them. Right. I, we started this off. I mean, you saw the, the interview that I had with that uh, dude VK over at prolific. Right. I mean, I did that train. I didn't do the training and he still paid me because he knew I was in trouble. That's ride or die. Like that dude for the rest of my life, I'm going to appreciate that. Where I had other customers, you know, they actually extended payment terms instead of next 60, instead of net 30, it was net 60. Oh, and because finance put this in play and sorry, you can't, we can't pay you on time. And those were the ones that I'm done with. I don't do business. Even if they call me back and want business, I'm like, nope, sorry. Like you, 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 you did that. I know that wasn't you personally, but somebody in your company agreed to that and therefore you would don't allow align with my values and i will die for the people that do but i will cut off the people that don't in a heartbeat and and once again that's those relationships you'll mm. never forget vk and nope. you'll never forget the others you'll nope. never forget it nope. and, and that's what that that's the the great impact that a leader has on their team it's a it's a great mm. responsibility mm -hmm. the way i look at it my team they're my kids <laughs> now i'm not i'm not uh, let's keep it real. I'm not going to do for them what I'm going to do for little Trey Trey and little Lulu, but I care about them like they're my kids. It's my responsibility when they're with me. If I if if they leave and they haven't taken their game to the next level, shame on me, Larry. WTF? Yep. What what the freak are you doing? Yep. I make it a point that when you leave me, you're going to leave better on your way out than you came in, or else I'm not doing my job. Love it, man. So what are you excited about coming into 2021? Like what, what, what's getting you fired up about either the opportunity in front of you, the people that you're with or the market? What, what, what are you most excited all, about? All, all, all the above. I mean, John, I've got, I've got a bunch of different projects. I'm about to release uh, my website. That's going to go live. I'm about nice. to release my course, my, my company, my main job, Teamworks. Yeah. Athletics are starting to come back. Hopefully yeah. we have March Madness. So things are just going great. And really my why when I wake up, Martin Luther King Jr. said it, life's most urgent and persistent question is, what are you doing to help others? Yep. I've had, I've just been fortunate as are you, you're doing it on a grand scale to be able to impact others for the positive in their life. I mean, we're, we're talking about people's livelihoods here. We're talking yeah. about their health, their, their mental health, their well-being, mind, body, and soul. You can't mess with that. Like this is real life right there. So uh, just being able to have the impact, I've been so fortunate and uh, the people that I'm doing it with, the people that I'm working with, it's just been a blessing. So when I think about 2021, I just think about today, any day that ends in Y, I'm going to make the most of it. I'm, I'm going to make the most of it because yeah. people in 2020 were like, I can't wait till 2021. Why? Why? You, you, you shouldn't be able to wait until today. Today is the day to, as you would say, make it happen. I mean, while I was at University of Maryland, we had Team Maryland and our motto was only you can make it happen. So you're well ahead of your times, dog. I think I might've stole that, man, because I was actually, I don't think you knew, I, we didn't talk about this, but I was assistant sports marketing director for U, U Maryland. So I was the dude, like when, when we were in Bird Stadium 
and everybody was down on the court getting everything set up. I was the dude like throwing the like a suit and everything, getting everything set up. And then I was the one sitting up in the booth doing all the shit on the on the scoreboard. So I was the guy putting like Keith Booth, right? Remember that? Like Booth, like that was me. So you probably saw some of the shit that I was, but that that's probably where I got make it happen from. Um, but I think that's the key here is that this is, that's why I don't like new year's resolutions, right? It's like, wait a minute, you got to wait till January 1st to set something in play. Why can't you do that right now? Today, right now. It's just an excuse. It's excuse. Well, you know, I want, well, the the holidays are coming up and I'm going to be eating more than I should. So whatever you could get in shape today. You don't have to eat that, you know, third helping of Thanksgiving dinner. Right. Um, Hey John, these last nine months, it's been separation season. Mm-hmm. And, and once again, I always like to ask people, hey, what did you learn during mm-hmm. the pandemic? What did you do? Not what did you think, but right. what did you do to take your game to that next level? And if you didn't level up, shame on you. And level up, that can be anything. What books did you read? Mm-hmm. Did you learn how to play a new uh, a, a new instrument? Did you learn mm-hmm. a language? Did you learn something? Did you meet some people? Did you learn from them? If you did and you wasted it away, shame on you. You can't be on my team. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you, man. I I, I reside myself to the uh, the rule of one percent, right? Which is set goals at a high but attainable level, and then once you hit that, don't go up another you know mountaintop here. Just do one percent better every single day. And if you can legit look at yourself at the end of the day and say I'm better today than I was yesterday, then you had a great day. Uh, if you can't, you got to make sure tomorrow is twice as good. So I love it. I love it. Right I love I love what you're doing for the youth with your daughter. That, that's so inspiring. I got a seven-year-old daughter, 11-year-old son, and uh, I just, I tip my virtual cap to you, man. Keep Thanks, doing man. what you're doing because you're doing it well, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, I think the, the importance, I think if there's one thing, uh, hopefully the silver lining of what's been going on right now is, is the recenter on what's really important, right? And what, you know, whether it's your customers, whether it's your family, whether it's your friends or all of the above, uh, you know, I think last year, hopefully, if some people were paying attention, that they realized who was really and what was really important in their lives and are going to change whatever they were doing that doesn't support that in 2021. I love it. There's a saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I think uh, what we found last year, if it ain't broke, break it. Because we break got it. broken. We and essentially now it's what you're going to do about it. It's kind of like my golf game. You talked about golf. I hit yeah. a green and regulation. Now my buddies are like, is he going to three putt? Or is he going to four? I'm yeah. like, hey, it is what it was. I'm going to keep you on your toes. And yeah. they're like, just give me all your lunch money, Larry. Yeah, yeah. Keep putting those bets on. Keep putting those bets on. <laughs> love it. Larry, well, look, I always love talking, man. You're, you're a ball of energy and all, you know, optimistic all the way through, which I think carries a lot of weight in today's world, right? Just putting the vibe out there for all the positivity that you do. I really appreciate it. Talk to me about what you got coming up here, what people can learn about. I know you got this, you said the course. Tell me, let's give me some more details on that stuff so people can find you. Yeah. So, I mean, it's sales one-on-one. It's the very basics. It's the basic, the ABCs of sales, Mm -hmm. which so many times I see experienced sellers. Oh, I got it all figured out. No, you don't. No, you don't. Let's go back to the basics. I'm sure you see it all the time. Mm -hmm. So really putting that out there, but also with a fun, you got to have fun. And with a motivation, inspiration, positivity spin, my midweek, midday motivational minute every Wednesday, it's been therapy for me. But it's been a blessing to so many others. I mean, they hear mm-hmm. the stories. Hey, Larry, what you what you gonna be talking about tomorrow? Yeah, I'm yeah. like, wow, this is really having an impact. So 2021 and really every day is just gonna be another opportunity to bless others. I mean, my father grew up in in the the projects of Baltimore City. Mm-hmm. He pretty much said, hey, it's your responsibility to make sure that you 
empower others. You give to others because it's not about you. It's not about that person in the mirror. It's about what impact can you have on others? And I lost him five years ago, but he's still with me. And that's really part of my why of why I do what I do and why I do it with such ferocity because uh, people need it. We all need it. They do. And hopefully they're taking this stuff, right? And and doing something with it. I, I think that the danger is always listening. And that's that difference between motivation and inspiration, right? Like I, I can inspire you all day long, but if you don't that, have that internal motivation to go get it, then ain't nothing to, like you can listen to podcasts all day long. But if you ain't get, like one of my, fa- it's actually one of my favorite Gary V posts and it's not even a post. It's, it's just an Instagram uh, image. And as you're scrolling through, it says, stop scroll if you're looking for motivation to get you know to get going stop scrolling right now here's your motivation right and he's basically saying don't consume my content don't go out there and do something because execution is a thousand times better than trying to learn it in a book and if you fail 50 times you'll eventually figure out how to succeed so go do it and stop thinking about it spot on you nailed it man shoot hashtag nailed it <laughs> awesome brother well look it's and it's larry long jr on linkedin right that's that's if people looking you up All right, yes perfect. sir i got the face for radio and a smile for a mile you can't miss me love it uh and and t- and this brand ambassador thing um for rep view um t- i love i love this angle so give us a little bit more color on that one just so people know what that is because i love this idea of, of of flipping the script a little bit and open it up with the covers so that sales reps can really see the type of business that they're getting themselves into so they can be that match so it's, it's a, it's a rate it's a ratings platform to really allow you insight into a sales organization so mm-hmm. essentially i want to see compensation what's the base What's mm-hmm. the variable? What percentage of people are hitting quota? Uh, how's the training and the support? How about diversity, inclusion, and equity? Product mm-hmm. market fit, lead flow, all those things that as a sales rep, I need to know because if it doesn't align with what I'm looking for, I probably need to move on to the next organization. And we all know that through the interview process, we're dealing with salespeople. So it's like, ah, right. oh, we got three minutes left. What questions do you have for me, Larry? Right. It's like, oh, you're pulling the wool over my eyes. Yeah. And, and that's just not good. So it's really providing transparency. And as we say, we're giving reps, sales professional reps, mm-hmm. a view inside of sales organizations. And it's data driven. It's not your glass door where people are bitching and moaning and, yeah, yeah. oh, I hate this company. They're terrible. It's like, mm-hmm. well, they might be terrible, but what's good? Uh, right. What's the real deal Holyfield? And we've been uh, we've been ramping up a ton over the last year. And 2021 is the year that we really accelerate Love that. And I love the objectivity as opposed to the subjectivity. Like glass door is a very subjective, like I had a bad time, but I might've been a shitty rep. So that's why I had a bad time. You know what I mean? You see that in sports all the time. Like, uh, like let's go, let's go Celtics here with Kyrie, right? Like, fuck him. I can't stand him even though he's a baller, but guess what? He didn't fit here in Boston. He didn't fit here just be, not because of it, not, you know, because of his work ethic, because of how he approached things or whatever it is. Like there's a certain type of person that we we expect here on our sports teams, right? And he just didn't fit that mold. And if he, if we had known that, I, I was I, I didn't like that trade at all when he came here. I was and and even though everybody's saying oh he's you know top three you know whatever, I'm like I don't care. That dude doesn't fit what we have. And so you might have that per- person who's good, but just doesn't fit in the scenario. It doesn't mean that company's bad. It just means that fit wasn't there. So I love how you're putting some objectivity around that. You're spot on. I mean, don't get me started on scam. I mean, uh, Cam Newton with uh, with your Patriots. I mean, you know, you know, I can see it in your eyes, dog. I, I saw well, you twitch a little bit. Sorry. Uh, well, so, well, you know what, though? 
I actually gained a lot of respect for Cam Newton this year. I did. Because at first, I, you know, look, he's not a good player anymore. Let's just call it what it is. He can't throw the ball right. He, he has no internal clock of when the, when the pocket's collapsing. He, he runs gingerly now because he's afraid to get hit. All that stuff. As a, as a player, but as a, let's circle this all the way back to the start of this conversation, man. As a leader, that dude puts in the work. He leads by example. He cares about other people. And that's why I think you saw him get a lot more leeway this year from Belichick than almost anybody else would because Belichick knew that he cared. He knew that he wanted to be successful. Now, did he have the tools to be successful? Was it the right system for him to be successful? Hell no. But, you know, I, I feel bad because I wanted that to work for both parties. I wanted Cam to come here, light it up, and go get a big, fat last contract for his career and obviously have the Patriots, you know, get a softer landing than not making the playoffs for the first time in 20 years. Anyways, but, uh, but you know, Cam, uh, I, I actually gained a lot more respect for him this year as much as I hated watching him play football. I gained a lot more respect of listening to what he was doing on, on the on the side. So yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yes. And hopefully a better years to come for your boys. Yeah, well, look, everybody gives us shit. I'll tell you right now, I had 20 years of just insane memories. And they were the prime of my career too, man. Like I was from two thousand think about this, from two thousand to two thousand twenty, right? In 2000, I was 25 years old. So I was making money. I had the flexibility. I wasn't married. I didn't have kids. So I watched the Patriots for 20 years. I was at the snowball game. I was at the, you know, I was at the Super Bowl with, um, with Malcolm Butler in the interception. I was standing like basically on the 20 yard line right there, right? So I got all those memories in my backpack. So you can talk all the shit you want about how bad the Patriots are going to be. I'm going to be 80 years old and be like, yeah, remember back when I was at the snowball and that type of shit whatever you're talking about old stuff it's all good all day all day i'm gonna be i'm gonna be your glory days all day not my my life glory days but sports glory days i'm good for glory days I love. awesome brother well thank you so much for coming on board here man i really appreciate it i love talking to you man hey john pleasure is all mine thank you yeah, no problem. And look, everybody, hopefully you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did here and you got some nuggets out there that you can go and execute on, right? Uh, if there's anything that you can do after this podcast is go try something, go do something, see what happens, right? If you fail, who gives a shit? It, I mean, we, we're not brain surgeons here, so ain't nobody dying if you try something in sales and it doesn't work, all right? Hey, John, I got to tell him Fido. That's my team name, Fido. It's not Fido. the name of my dog. I'm afraid of dogs. They like dark meat. Fido <laughs> stands for fuck it, drive on. Don't tell HR, it. but... Fuck it, drive on. Let's go get it. Let's go get it. All right, man. Let's go get it. With that, like I always say at the end of all these podcasts, go out there and make somebody smile today. Because even if you had a shitty day, you make somebody smile, you know you had a good day and the world needs a lot more of that right now. And Larry, you made me smile today. So thank you very much, my friend. Thank you. Peace. All right. Cheers, brother. Well, guys, Larry certainly is a fun guy to listen to. His leadership style is one to admire because it's full of genuine care and love for the people that he supports and works alongside. Larry encompasses what it means to be a true leader. Thanks for coming out with us for a while, Larry. Keep making it happen. Don't let 2021 go by and be yet another year where you did not take the chance to invest in your own personal and professional growth. Visit ondemand.jbarrows.com to subscribe today. The successes that we find personally are what leads the way to the success that we desire professionally. We all choose. We choose to allow our destiny to find us and hope that it's what we want, or we choose to carve out our own path 
to the future that we all deserve. Find sales success at JB Sales On Demand today and learn how you too can sell better.